You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. Coming up on this week's show. I left the UK as a skinny kid. I came to America and I instantly got fat. Because <laughs> British food is shit. It explains all these years I was thinking like, man, why was I skinny kid? Then I came to America. The food was shit. I just wouldn't eat it growing up. Are you sure it's not just because when you went to America and ordered a breakfast, they served it on a fucking dustbin lid? Chuffed means happy. It's like, mm-hmm. no, chuffed is what? No, chuffed is what happens when I'm hiking and my pants right up my ass the entire time. Well, if that makes you happy, then uh, who am I to argue with that? We've got a sport we call football because there's a ball that we kick with our foot. The American sport should technically be called carry egg. They've decided to just leave out the magic. It's like it's the UK, it's the home of Harry Potter. Where the fuck's the magic? Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Mildly Controversial Podcast. Um, I am here with my good friend and self-proclaimed sidekick, Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. It's been a bit subdued there, wouldn't it? Hello, Baz. We've not done that for a long time, and I miss it. Um, I said at the time that joke wouldn't get old, um, but we stopped doing it, so let's. that's that's like a little... um, um, what do you, oh, fucking hell. An homage. <laughs> I'm not just, <laughs> I lost interest in my own sentence then. That's not a good start to the podcast, is it? <laughs> I was like, I'm bored saying this. People are definitely going to be bored listening to it. Anyway, um, if you're still listening, thank you. That's very charitable of you. We're going to do an episode on things about the UK that don't make sense, brackets, to an American. This man has been on before, and we met him doing a TV show uh, called Richard Hammond's Crazy Contraptions. Or, if you're in the States, and newsflash, the data for year-to-date 2023 suggests we've got as many listeners in the States as we have in the UK. So if you are listening in the States, um, the show is on Discovery Plus and called Contraption Masters. The presenter of the show um, is a guy that we met when we filmed it, and he's ne- his name is Zach Umparovic. There he is. How are you, mate? Did I say that right? You did, in fact. Yeah, Not yeah. That... People do, but I've known you long enough that I could, you know. Yeah, I'd be I, worried I, I, if you got it wrong. I, 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 I knew that I'd learn how to say it. I just wondered if I'd forgotten. So, uh, all good, all good. Um, one thing we did need to cover first is just before we started recording, um, you announced that just in the last week you have had some very special news. Talk us through it. I have indeed. So, uh, it's getting released on Wednesday, but it was for Frito-Lays, the uh, potato chip company, whereby we had this massive project. They came to me wanting to power a recording studio with nothing but potatoes. And... Ended up pulling it off phenomenally. So phenomenally, in fact, that we actually broke a Guinness World Record and it actually earned me my third Guinness World Record. It's just a shame we don't have a fanfare to be able to fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! There you go. That's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> so you say you've got a Guinness World Record for this. This sounds to me like something that nobody's ever tried before. How's that become a Guinness World Record? What, what's the actual record? What's the wording of the record? The highest wattage from a potato battery is 11.43 watts. So we got the highest wattage. People have made potato batteries before, and the biggest one before this, um, they generated 1,950 volts of power. However, 
Um, you know, if you know anything about electricity, it's volts and the amperage that gives you power. And their wattage was something like 0 0.0195 watts. And they only use maybe a thousand potatoes, something like that. We just scaled it up by eight times. Yeah, fucking rubbish, whoever they were. If you could work out that machine that's powered by bullshit, me and Michael are in winners. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, oh, so... I've missed you guys. Missed oh, thank you, man. So, we miss you too. Look, so, um, so yeah, as I say, we did, uh, we did a show based on um, things about uh, America that don't make sense. And do you know what? We've got a huge number of uh, listeners in the States, like I said, um, and it seemed to go down pretty well. Um, so I think the people that we've brought with us on this uh, on this podcast growth um, from the states um, kind of know our sense of humour and know that we weren't really um, having a go. It was all tongue in cheek, um, and they enjoyed that. So, but yeah, we had the idea that we thought, look, let's give um, let's give the USA the uh, the right to reply. So, um, Zach, do you want to uh, do you want to kick us off then? Uh, what's the first thing that you think doesn't make sense about the UK? Yeah. Okay. So I spent three months in the UK filming that show. And the number one thing that always bothered me, why does everyone in the UK talk like they're basically two years old? It's, <laughs> it's basically, you're just fumbling things out of your mouth that just sound ridiculous. Uh, the best thing I could think of is wobbly trolley. Hey, you've got a problem with your shopping cart? Hey, go deal with your wobbly trolley. How about your fucking broken shopping cart? How about that? Oh, you need to go change your nappy? How about a diaper? Chuffed means happy? It's like, hmm? no, chuffed is what? No, chuffed is what happens when I'm hiking and my pants right up my ass the entire time. It's like... <laughs> Well, if that makes you happy, then uh, the, who am I to argue with that? No, but it was just like the entire time, there's all of these slang words that, like, it just doesn't make sense. It's like a two-year-old had come up with it. Um, or even things that, like, to this day, I still don't follow along. Like, what a cock-up, or uh, what was it, uh, arse over tit. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? So arse over tit is quite clearly you're falling over, you're going over like your ass goes above your tits. <laughs> it's, it's so self-explanatory. It's unbelievable. But who's the first person to come up with that? That's, that's there's the question. I just I It was definitely know. a northerner. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, it just it kept going on and on because behind the scenes on our show people would say these things and i'd start creating a list of like what is this bullshit that you're talking about and i have to go to hammond and i'd ask him things and he'd take the piss out of me and <sighs> when you were um questioning um the language um did hammond mention the fact that it's our fucking language <laughs> how very dare you criticize it you know, he did mention it in the form of about 30 creative ways to call me a cunt. So, <laughs> uh, He's very yeah. resourceful, Richard Hammond. I'll give him that. He's a creative bastard. He, he really had such a string of obscenities every single time I'd question anything. You, you are right. There are lots of things where we've sort of like come up with childish terms. Like, so Wobbly Trolley is, I don't know exactly where it's from, but it's not something around here that's used very often. But I've definitely heard people say it. It's to do with the wheels, is it? Because the wheels don't run in straight yeah. lines. They, yeah, well, how would you describe it then, Bass? If you've got a trolley and one of the wheels, which inevitably always happens, one of the wheels is fucked, what, how would you describe the trolley then? 
Oh, I've got the fucked trolley. That's how I'd do it. I'd definitely say wobbly trolley, but that's because it's a trolley and it's wobbly. But also, I, I've been in a supermarket where I've been in a supermarket where I've just literally got my trolley, and someone else, when they think I'm not watching, has changed theirs for mine in the in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, but they're both empty, obviously. I was, was going to say, is that because you bought more exciting stuff than they have? Well, quite possibly, but they had the wobbly trolley. This feels like a bigger problem in the UK than in the US because we don't just go around stealing other people's carts. We don't just. I don't know. You just fucking it's a trolley. deal with it. It's, <laughs> it's a shopping cart. It's, it's, it's definitely not a shopping cart. Listen, listen, I'm not having this, right? We're, we're, the, the, the language is literally called English, right? So any bastardization you lot have done, right, is just is immediately um, immediately discounted here. So you can't come and like, and, and while we're on it, um, spelling, come on now. <laughs> I, hey, I agree. There's a U in colour. Through T H R U, come on now! You're just confusing me at this point. <laughs> what the fuck are you on? <laughs> when you say it's like, like let's say it's okay, it's a, it's it, going back to the uh, supermarket. It's like right, okay, so yeah. it's in aisles six through nine. Okay, right? sure, yeah, six two nine. It's two letters T O. Why have you made it through and spelled it wrong? Six two nine. Because it sounds like you're saying an area code at that point. Six two nine. Oh dear. Anyway, like we could we could literally do a whole episode on um, words that you lot say wrong. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Well, good. That was the that was the easy one on all of that. Obviously, I grew up there. I grew up there for many years. I left. Went to the United States. I came. I left the UK as a skinny kid. I came to America, and I instantly got fat. In fact, within a year. How the hell did that happen, Zach? Talk us through it. Because <laughs> British food is shit. There is just. I love a good chippy, like you know, a chippy, a sausage roll, phenomenal things. That is it. The whole time I was there, it's just every time we wanted to go out or Hammond wanted to go, we would go out for curry. We would go out for fish and chips. That was fucking it. We wouldn't do anything else because nothing else was edible while I was there. <laughs> the catering that we had for the show, delicious. That guy was phenomenal. That's phenomenal. It was. It was really good. I love that guy. But no, it was... I, it explains all these years I was thinking like, man, why was I skinny kid? Then I came to America. The food was shit. I just wouldn't eat it growing up. Are you sure it's not just because when you went to America and ordered a breakfast, they served it on a fucking dustbin lid? <laughs> to be fair, I, I, all right, I'll, I'll side with you on this one. I moved <laughs> from the UK to the Midwest. And the very first thing that I noticed was there was a McDonald's within about Five minutes from my house prior it was 45 minutes we went to the mcdonald's there was a shit you not a buffet table in the middle of it every sunday they would serve breakfast buffet in a mcdonald's you could have as much mcdonald's as you wanted that was but a contributing factor okay so but but it's definitely the uh the, the lack of good quality food in the uk that meant you weren't um, massively overweight. Black pudding. <laughs> your guys' obsession with blood. Like, what the fuck is that? Uh, Zach, I'm going to have to stop you there. You probably, well, you definitely don't know that um, I'm from a town called Bury, just north of Manchester. And okay. 
basically, it, if you're slagging off black pudding, you have basically picked a fight with the entire fucking town. Ooh. Um, with, with this world famous, apparently, um, it might not have made it to the states, but um, black pudding's incredible. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it's my birthright. I'm uh, I'm legally obliged if there's black pudding on the menu to order it. Don't get me wrong; I've been to the states and I've enjoyed the food. Um, and very rarely finished it, um, and I've got a big appetite. So I think that might be more to uh, more um, related to um, to the fact that Amer a lot of Americans need fucking stabilizers. Um, I don't know how that's translated. Uh, trainer wheels, I think it might be in the um, in the states. Is that the one? That's the one. I knew what you meant, but yeah, there you go. I've translated it for our listeners. Um, I've had a number of uh, occasions where I've uh, been overfaced by the portion sizes in the States, but there was one time we went to um, Santa Monica and we went to the Cheesecake Factory. Everybody says, I've oh, got to the Cheesecake Factory, it's incredible. And I was like, oh, nice one. So we went to the Cheesecake Factory and we made the mistake of having a starter before our cheesecake. <laughs> we had a starter and couldn't fucking eat the cheesecake. <laughs> and that was a starter. It wasn't even a main meal. <laughs> oh, my God. We had to go back the day after and order nothing but the cheesecake. You're shitting me. No. Fuck. It was just the, 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 the portion of the... We got a starter each. Yeah. And I swear to God, the portion size was like... It was like two meals. I was so full. I was so terrible. I was like, do you fancy cheesecake? And I was like, I couldn't eat another bite. I'm going to have to come back. So we went back the day after, ordered nothing but the cheesecake. That's why you go with a crowd. You you have to strategize the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, number one, you either read the menu in advance because it's a novel as it is on its own. It's like 20-page menu. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, you bring a crowd or, you know, you, you work yourself up for that. Same as uh, Fuddruckers. You ever heard, did you ever hear of Fuddruckers? That sounds like something that you are literally, like, your mum's in the room and you want to say motherfuckers. <laughs> Are you absolute fudmuckers? Probably. I probably said something similar as I walked in there because it's a place <laughs> where you can get gigantic burgers and then they have a full-ass topping bar. You can put as many toppings as you want on the burger. And if you're like halfway through the burger, you can go back and you can get more toppings. You can just like, and it's just a big nacho <laughs> cheese dispenser. You can run out of pickles and like, no, fuck it. Like, just let me grab more pickles from the bar and add it on there. Oh, pineapple. If you want to add pineapple to it, sure. Just slather it on. I have a question anyway. Yes. What the fuck did you have as a starter in the Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> Do you know what? I think it was um, mac and cheese. And I just thought mac and cheese as a starter is going to be a little small... You know, a portion of mac and cheese, just to have a bit of a taste for it. Fucking, it needed two people to bring it to the fucking table. Do you know what I mean? It was enormous. It was like, that's a starter. Imagine if you, like, imagine if you ordered three quarts. Ordered the starter, couldn't even face dessert. And there's people I in thought, there who are chowing down a starter and a main course, and then going on to the um, then going on to the cheesecake. But let's not forget the reason uh, that Zach was skinny in the UK was not the ludicrous portion sizes in the states. It was the fact that the food shit. While I was in the UK, I lost I think 15 pounds over the course of three months because I just didn't eat that much other than what was served to us. <laughs> Is uh, that because the plates were the size of plates? No, not, know the, not, not the size we, of, of football pitches. I just didn't eat anything when we weren't outside the studio. I was like, other than going to the, um, there was a place in Oxford, this wonderful fish and chip place. Um, I'd go there whenever I could, but otherwise, 
Um, you know, Sunday roast. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll say something nice about the Sunday roast. That was delicious uh, when me and Richard went up to the lakes. That was all right. You, <laughs> you have me on that. But beyond it, just no. And you, you've obviously gone to the wrong places, Zach, because uh, the, the UK has got a huge number of Michelin-style restaurants. Not suggesting you should have to go to those, but it just illustrates um that there are that there is um there is a huge amount of of options but you know what um i think the uk um we shouldn't shy away from the fact that it was like you know a a lot of the most popular meals in the uk aren't traditional english uh, or traditional british meals um because we're a multicultural society and we're like everybody loves a curry they love a chinese they love pizza they love pasta they love it you know they love uh you know um japanese vietnamese like all these all, all these which um is less of a thing in the states i i noticed where i am it's that you know if you go out there are much fewer um options to eat cuisine of a different country definitely certain places where i am in new hampshire we get a little bit more variety because we don't really have anything but i don't know like east coast seafood stuff like that but pizza chinese those are kind of our main pizza chinese and mexican food that's our three pretty big staples up here so uh, all right i i agree with you sounds good to me all right so you make valid points on the last two this one though, this is this is this is my next point that I was thinking of. I drove so one of the days I had a weekend off and I drove up to Wales and I wanted to go up to Mount Snowdon, a place I grew up, visited quite often. Um, I finished up at Snowdon and I drove from Snowdon to Cambridge in an evening. And when I arrived in Cambridge, the hotel staff acted like I was Phileas fucking Fog from around the world in eighty days. Acting like I traveled the whole world. Like, fucking hell, you came all the way from there to there? That's unreal. I drove three hours. It's like, this is absolutely nothing. It's like, uh, if I want to take a holiday, if I go anywhere in the state, just like, oh, man, five hours. That's not so bad. Nine hours. Like, from here to Niagara Falls for me is nine hours. In two weeks' time, I'm driving from my home in New Hampshire to Seattle for a project. That's 3,000 miles one way. I'm like, this doesn't seem so bad. (laughs) I I can verify this. Uh, I I went to Scotland recently. I drove all the way to Scotland. And I I made a big deal about it on... uh, on Facebook and social and uh, Instagram, and all the comments from Americans were like, "I go that far to, to the local shop." Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've, I've been to the states. I've been to quite a few places in the states, um, and I think it's just because um, you know we are a quite a small island. Uh, we've got loads of stuff. We just haven't got the, the you know the massive expanses of fuck all in between. <laughs> which is which the states has i mean uh, we we were in um we were in uh, phoenix um and we went from phoenix to vegas and we were like ah this is cool so we got a like um you know got a mustang convertible and thought ah oh, let's have a little trip down there and all this and it was just like ah oh, really cool you get to the outskirts of phoenix and then it's just fucking nothing for hours and a straight road with nothing and do you know what the thing is though uh, this is a funny thing and the americans will probably laugh at me on this one but and um, you don't get cacti over here right so we were we were leaving like phoenix we're like we got into this vast expanse of fuck all and 
uh, my wife went, oh my God, look, there's a cactus. Like, like, you know, on the movies and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Seven hours later, she wasn't pointing them out after that, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's all we'd seen on this straight road. <laughs> Gets home really quick, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Um, oh, North Dakota, same exact thing. Um, once you hit the... Uh, the west part of the state, you run across a field of sunflowers. And you're driving through, I was like, my God, this is beautiful. This is amazing. It's just nothing but sunflowers on the side of this. 400 miles later, by the time you hit Fargo, and it's still sunflowers, you're like, who the fuck planted 400 miles of sunflowers nonstop from Montana to Fargo? Like, the that's it. The, the, the first was like, oh, those sunflowers are beautiful. 400 miles later, like, is there nothing else in the fucking world other than sunflowers? Legitimately, it was just, it was unreal that the whole state, like North Dakota, is not known to have much of anything but sunflowers and nothing but. Look, I will be driving through probably in like, again, two weeks. You know, I'll reconfirm this, but I'm pretty sure not much is going to change except the sunflowers have been replaced with just ass loads of snow Spe right. speaking of snow the uk and ireland just a bit of snow everyone loses the shit yeah they're just like fuck what are we gonna do it's because we only get like two or three days a year of it our tires aren't capable anything it's just like you, you just start sliding about and just like oh let's just go home let's hunker down let's eat tins of food and hope that in three days we can get out again that's all we do we just give up. Okay, from the northeast, you know, 10 inches, 12 inches, no problem there. But you can't speak as, like, all oh, right, now, you can't say that kind of statement and not expect me to clip that out and use that 10 and 12-inch statement completely out of context. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but... Uh... Literally, as you explained it, it's the same thing. Like if you're from California, from the bottom half of this entire country, from Texas, um, like Atlanta, anytime Atlanta gets even just a dusting of snow, you hear about the 50 car pileups because people just absolutely lose their damn minds that, oh my God, this white fluffy shit hit the ground. We're going to drive like assholes now. I remember seeing a, a TikTok live of a guy in Texas where they had snow there. Was it last year, the year before? It was last year, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, he's 26 years old. He didn't have a coat, so he didn't even know what to oh, do. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> he didn't have a coat? Well, I meant like... He didn't have a coat. For no reason. That would withstand the heat, because he just he just had jackets, so he didn't have a coat. Americans will actually be on my side on this one, but the fascination with football, or a.k.a. soccer. Why? Why? <laughs> Like, okay, I'm not. I'm not a huge sport guy myself. Like, I throw bowling balls and trampolines. I do crazy shit with it. But you're just kicking a ball back and forth, and maybe if you're lucky, in 60 minutes, one person will hit that ball through a net, and people lose their goddamn minds. Now I know I'm a vast majority in the entire world on this because I know football is vastly popular in the world. But I don't know. I just I know I've never gotten behind it. America has not gotten behind it. You know, well, the, I couldn't tell you. Does America women, have a soccer team? Oh, the women do. The women do. The, the, the women, the women's uh, American football team, not American football team. The women, the American women's soccer team are mm -hmm. very, very popular. 
Sorry, Baz, I'm going to have to stop you there. You cannot call it soccer. I don't care if you're trying to translate it to the States. <laughs> I forbid you from using that word. Please continue. Well, according to the American football team, that's going to get lost as well, isn't it? So. People get excited when there's a goal scored in football because... Um, we're not as needy as Americans that need every single sport to have 400 fucking points. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so you don't get excited when you score points in American sport because there's thousands of them scored. You don't need to get excited. When you've only got a handful of points scored, it makes it exciting when you do score points, right? That's the first one. The second one is that um, um, we've got a sport we call football um, because there's a ball that we kick with our foot. Okay. Um, the American sport should technically be called carry egg. <laughs> it shouldn't be called football. But the name doesn't matter. It's still boring as fuck. It's like you might score once, but guess what? You're still watching people. It's like watching track and field, except confusing. Just <laughs> just like. It's like, and then, oh, good, then something happens. So it's like, okay, you might sit through 45 minutes of it, and it's just like, I'm getting tired watching these people run around. Just like. Okay. Uh, uh, are we going to go there? Are we going to go there? You're slanging a football because there's 90 minutes of watching people run around kick a ball. How's about all fucking day watching people hit a ball with a stick? Baseball. I see, I thought you were going golf there for a second. No, oh no, 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 golf. I'm all good with. Don't worry about that, mate. That's a, that's. A, that, that, that. I, I don't yeah. watch golf. I play it. It's brilliant. Okay, but yeah, it, if you're if you're rocking up somewhere and and you're spending like five hours or whatever watching um, yeah, rounders for grown ups, it's just yeah. uh, it's just no. I, I, I don't get that no, one. I, I'm still. I know. I no. I don't watch. I don't watch soccer. I don't watch baseball. Um, basketball is uh, all right. I see. I see the the well, your point there because it is you know it's more exciting of like hey something actually happens a lot more frequently. I don't love I don't love it, but it's just like out of everything is probably the most interesting because shit's actually happening. I was gonna say I think what the point Zach's making is Americans need a game. Or any kind of sport where there's no end, where it's zero zero or nil nil, because there aren't many sports in America that have nil nil sort of like ends to them, are there? Hockey would probably be the closest, but yeah, who, who plays hockey? <laughs> <laughs> Some ducks. Yeah. I, I've, seen, I've seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't slag off on it because that's popular in my region, but still, it's the same damn thing. I was like, all right, if I had to defend my my opinion, soccer, uh, excuse me, hockey is the same thing, whereby it's literally just, you know, you know, it's a little bit more interesting because a fight is allowed to happen. You know, you can slug somebody. It's just like, all right, great. We've it's encouraged. It is. You know, if you see some blood, then fantastic. If you see blood in soccer, somebody throws up a little yellow card and just like, they yep. stop it right away. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I, I do have to defend basketball. I, I played basketball when I was younger, and I do like watching basketball. Um, but a basket has got to be absolutely spectacular for anybody to get excited about it. And that's the difference, mm-hmm. see? When a lot of, um, you know, a lot of basketball games are they're done after the first quarter. You know who's going to win, and it's just like the rest of it is pretty much a procession. 
Uh, it's just like, okay, yeah, we'll just like, you know, yeah. and, and there's a lot of wasted time. Whereas football, even even if you're 2-0 up with 20 minutes to go, there's, it's still on a knife edge, it's still exciting. And then when something does happen, it's it, there's there's more to it. And it's the, the and like I say, it's the, it, the, the rarity of, or the relative rarity of a goal being scored makes it more exciting when it, is scored. Um, like I said, I played basketball, I watch basketball a lot, I do enjoy watching it, but most of the time when a point is scored, there's there's barely a, a, barely a polite applause because it's just one of 80-odd. It sounds like you're a virgin describing sex for the first time. I'm just like, you're sitting there waiting around, waiting for a score to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's how I'm hearing the describing of just like, all right, we got a score. Hooray! Fuck yeah! To be fair, that's exactly my reaction to impending sex now at 48 years old, by the way. That's the case of of basketball. Whereas it just, you know what? Doesn't matter how many times you score, there's still a celebration at the end of it. I've I've watched a lot of stuff recently where I don't even understand baseball because they're talking about stuff like makes no fucking sense anyway about runouts and fucking all the things they have to do. You know, how many people are on bases and stuff like that? And uh, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> There's first base, second base. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nick, count them uh, for you. Uh, are we talking about sex again? Cause there's yeah. definitely first base, second base. Third base on that one, isn't there? Baseball is, it's, it's a great excuse to get drunk for a hundred dollars for two beers. Why is dodgeball not a more popular sport? Because that's fucking interesting. Yeah. It's like, that I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, especially if the bulls were on fire. I'm perfect. There you go. Fire me. I know how to do that. I went to watch a live um, American football game um, at the, uh, the the home of uh, my local football team, uh, professional football team. Um, and but because there was no big screen, there was no communications. There was no, and as a result. I didn't have a fucking Scooby-Doo what was going on. <laughs> there were a lot of people running around and there was things happening. I was like, I have no concept of what's going on here. And that's, and, and that's, and, and do you know what? If they took away the Jumbotron or whatever it is and, and they took yeah. the mic off the referee, the vast mm-hmm. majority of the 100,000 people that are watching the Super Bowl wouldn't have a fucking clue what's going on either. And that is no. why football and um, real football, the simplicity of it is beautiful because you can see what's going on, you know what's going on, and it all plays out in front of your eyes and you don't need instructions, you don't need a referee with a microphone telling you what's going on, and you don't need close-ups on a big screen. I think we've, um, I think we've um, slagged off enough sports on both sides of the Atlantic to be able to move on now. So we've done well there. I do. You know, I, I do have one last one, but it is relating back to food because, you know, Americans were kind of obsessed with food. The American listeners, we are very familiar with our Skittles flavors. We're very familiar with our Starburst flavors. And, you know, there was one day on set, I was just craving a Starburst. You know, I love the little pink ones and, you know, they're phenomenal. And, you know, one of the runners, they go out, they get a thing of Starburst, they deliver it to me. And, you know, it's got the red one, it's got the orange one. And it's like, what the fuck is this? There's a green one in there. And then purple. It's like, you have black currant and lime Starburst. Hmm. And I was like, I started asking. Like, well, what That's two separate ones, by the way, if people are listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a black currant one and a lime one. 
I'm referencing the pink because I truly don't know the flavor of it, but it's possibly strawberry. But strawberry. Um, it, it, I, they started. To, I started asking around. It's like, well, where the fuck's the pink Starburst? And like, the pink what? The best Starburst, the real Starburst, the one that only people care about, the one that in America there are bags of literally only pink Starburst. Where the fuck is your pink Starburst? No, you guys have black currant. What the fuck is a black currant? <laughs> I'm not surprised you don't know what a black currant is because literally 95% of black currants grown in the UK go into Ribena and you haven't got a clue what Ribena is. So there you go. Not one damn bit. <laughs> so, so we'll talk, talk me through the pink starburst what flavor is the pink starburst in the states then it's just it's it's magic that's that's the flavor. <laughs> it's, it's just... hold on a minute are you slagging off the fact that what we've done in this country if taken starburst and given them actual flavors of actual fruit yes because <laughs> somehow in america they have packed in the flavor of magic into pink starburst and that just it made me so sad that episode you could tell i think uh, on camera i think i noticeably was sad because that's literally all i wanted and then learning that this is a product the overall product is made in this country but they've decided to just leave out the magic just like it's the uk it's the home of harry potter where the fuck's the magic where's the delicious pink damn starburst I I swear to God, ask any member of production. I was going around for hours bitching about... A- <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Do, do you know the problem you've got with Starburst is that in the UK, it used to be called Opal Fruits. Yeah. Right? Opal Fruits. I don't know where the Opal came from, but Fruits gives you a, gives you a clue as to what the flavours are. There's not this... And, we, we, when we um, when we did the um, the episode about the states, we had some um, American foods, didn't we, Baz? And um, one of them was um, I forget what the product was, but it said the the flavour was white mystery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were lemonade sweets, weren't they? It tasted like lemonade, but I did yeah. Google it afterwards, and it, apparently you get the white mystery. It can be different flavours, and the bits at the end when they've made all the flavours that they make. They throw it all together and just pipe it out and just go, fuck it, we'll sell these to these idiots who'll buy it anyway. Yeah, it's the leftovers all combined together. It's the hot dog of the... <laughs> it's the mechanically recovered offal of, uh, of the confectionery world. I, I will never get over the fact that you guys don't have the magic Starburst there. Just, yeah, was... like I say, if you... If you um, I'm pretty sure that if you can't accurately describe what that flavor is, your argument that it doesn't exist in the I UK think, is null and void. You can't it's strawberry. You need, Hold on. Why the hell in this country do you not have the nondescript flavor? I'm not sure what it is that everybody likes, but nobody knows what it is. Why do you not have this? I mean, it's what flavor is the pink strawberry? It's most people say that the pink starburst is strawberry. I mean, I mean, it's literally labeled as, I don't know if you can see that, pink starburst is the name. Jesus. It's, it's named. I mean, uh, uh, maybe, maybe it's going back to the, um, going back to what we were saying about um, the, the, the USA and the eating habits and um, propensity to be obese um maybe um maybe the problem is that um the usa don't recognize what fruit is because it's natural 
and it's good for you. <laughs> and I know that Starburst isn't, but do you know what I mean? That like we, we base our flavors on things that exist and things that are good for you and flavors that people are aware of. But you know, I mean, if you live in North America and you've never had a fruit in your life, then it's probably uh, not the best thing to uh, name uh, name flavors of Starburst after fruits you've never had. I wish I could argue this point, but I fucking hate fruit. <laughs> I will eat an apple. I'll happily eat an apple every so often. Um, but if you ever watch Parks and Rec with uh, Ron Swanson eating the banana, same damn reaction. It just... <laughs> <laughs> it's... And it's why. It's, it's truly. It's why every single meal uh, I give my kids some sort of fruit because it's just like, no, you guys need to not be like me. And just you know enjoy, it. and and they absolutely love it. They think strawberries are dessert and a dessert treat, or mangoes are like if they're extra good, they get a mango, and just like yes, all right, you know that feels like good parenting. So is, is this a thing now where like uh, the kind of next generation of Americans are sort of giving fruit to their kids because it's something different and stuff they've never had before? Yeah, pretty much. It's doing these stuff that we didn't get in our generation, like. Um, but I, I still bring it up with my mom of just like, why the hell didn't you make me eat fruits and vegetables as a kid? It's like, well, because I didn't like them. Like, you see a problem here, right? So, like, I was not raised on fruits and vegetables. And the only way I can eat vegetables even now is if I make it into a, a, a big soup mix. Uh, and I love soup. So I, you know, I'll pack it with as many vegetables, as colorful stuff. You know, that's how I'm losing weight, et cetera. Um, but I just, I can't eat vegetables on their own um fruits i just never developed the taste for them and it was like yeah no i my, my kids need to not be like that um same thing of like you know my my parents told me for years uh, like oh we're gonna get you a playground you're gonna have fun you're gonna do everything like that and you know it's just like they didn't follow through on that promise so <laughs> you make yeah. your own playgrounds <laughs> i've gone all over uh the northeast and i've found parts of playgrounds that people have been just you know they want rid of and I've construct, constructed this super playground in my backyard so that, you know, it, it's literally, it's got a 20-foot boat in there. Um, <laughs> and building a little slide. So it's just like, man, I never got it, but fuck all my kids will, so. <laughs> that, that's amazing. I love the fact that you're uh, you're bringing that to your kids, and I love the fact that you're um, you're bringing fruit to your kids. I did, and, and do you know what? I, I, was all, I was taking the piss when I said that it was like, you know, Americans don't know what fruit is, but <laughs> here we are. Can I ask that question? Because um, it's been a long time since I've had one, but describe a Twinkie, because that's we, we never did this on our uh, American food ones, mm. did we? And Twinkies are possibly the most famous sort of snack food that I can remember growing up about Americans. Okay. You know, I haven't had one in maybe 10 years, but I can just full-on accurately describe it. It's sponge cake. Think of, you know, a nice sponge cake, like a Genoese sponge cake, stuff like that, really soft on the outside, and then filled with um, a, a pretty thick, rich whipped cream. Um, you know, and it's basically all throughout the log and it's, it's this heavenly spongy little cake that you just, you take a bite of, you get this cake batter, you get or the cake batter. Wow. They, the cake matter, and the, um, you know, and that cream in the middle and it's, yeah, fucking hell. You're making me salivate right now. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Is it true that they never go off? 
I, I, I'm sure that's got to be off somewhere. I mean, there's probably enough sugar content in it to stabilize it. To be fair, I'd suggest that there's a lot of American foods that, you know, it, it, if you find one at the back of the cupboard that's been there for 40 years, it's still okay to eat. Because <laughs> there's nothing natural in it at all. There's nothing biodegradable or there's nothing, nothing organic in it. I remember moving from the UK to the US and just like opening a loaf of sandwich bread and it just like, why is this sweet? It's like, why is this bread sweet? And then even now it's like, you open up anything. It's like, why does our bread contain this much sugar? It's mildly disgusting. It's fantastic if you're having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but beyond that, it's just, you know, look at the packaging on anything, the amount of sugar and literal bullshit that's I I almost exclusively shop at Aldi now because um, legitimately I'll look at the back because the Germans know what actual food is yeah they do it's just like their products just like everything is just pretty well you know it is what it's supposed to be and maybe some salt maybe a one stabilizer but otherwise it's like all right the only reason I started caring too was just like oh shit I had kids it's like all right you know now I want to live a little longer. It's like, I've done a lot of cool things in my life up to this point, you know? And it was like, eh, you know, it's like, shit, I've been up Everest. I've got Guinness world records. I've owned TV show. It's just like, all right, fucking hell. It's like, I'm not sure how much better life is going to be. So it's just like, all right, you know, if I pop off one of these days then it's just like, all right, whatever, who cares? <laughs> now that I have kids, it's just like, fuck, all right, now I need to live a little longer. And uh, it's like, all right, let's look at the back of these things. Let's cut back. If you do happen to be, if you're from a, you know, a UK crisp factory and you're listening in, who the fuck came up with prawn flavor? Who decided <laughs> sat down and said, you know what, you know, sour cream and onion, salt and vinegar, this isn't good enough. Let's add shrimp. Let's add a prawn to these crisps and go, yes, this will sell. A uh, traditional Christmas day starter, prawn cocktail. See, look, that's delicious, but why Why in a crisp? Why? Yes. To, to, to be fair, there's lots of other dishes. You've got roast chicken um, flavour. You've got beef flavour. Um, it, it, it just seems like somebody at the Walker's factory, which is the same company as yeah. uh, Blaze, um, they just, at some point, someone who's in charge of coming up with the new flavours just went, what did I have for dinner last night? Yeah, I was and, say. I think that, and I think that's how they've come up with it, to be honest. It's like, who left you alone on an island? You just left you alone, and it just like, you're coming up with the shit. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> you have chicken chips, you have prawn chips, blackcurrant bullshit. <laughs> yeah, blackcurrant bullshit. There's definitely no product called blackcurrant bullshit. And we've already established that your problem with blackcurrant is it's a fruit. <laughs> okay. So. Like prior to looking it up before coming on this, it's like I had never heard of what a blackcurrant was. And just, but do you know what? It is a sensational flavor. Let's have it right. It is the best one because it, just as you said that um, your um, the Starburst, you can buy Starburst just the pink Starburst in a bag. You can buy the um, strawberry and blackcurrant ones just in a bag in the UK. So that's what you're missing out on, my friend. That's what you're missing out on. To be fair, and to my own shame, because I have no problem trying new things, um, but in my anger, I completely threw that purple Starburst, Starburst clear across the studio. I think I set one up. <laughs> Do you remember the archery kit that I gave you guys? 
I was yes. firing the arch, the bow and arrow at them just against the wall because I was so upset <laughs> that this is what I had instead of the uh, the pink starburst. That you know, to my own shame, I never actually tried it. Mate, you are yeah. missing out. You are missing out. Do you know what? I'm going to send you some. I'm going to send you some. We, I'll, 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 I'll get a bag of the ones that are just the um, the pink and the purples. So the uh, the strawberry and the black one, and I will get it sent to you. Um, and um, yeah, we'll, and we'll you have you back on. We'll have you back on. Do, do you know what? what we could do, though? To be fair. What we should do, um, we had a little go at taking the piss out of a few American foods. Oh, I say, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Trying and um, and rating and reviewing some American foods. <laughs> Definitely not just taking the piss. Um, so I think what we should do is we should have you back on again. Um, and in the meantime, I will send over some British and Irish foods to you. You send over some American foods. Because we just literally tried some stuff that was on a UK website. So we'll send some stuff to you that is like that encapsulates Britain and Ireland and you send some stuff back to us and we will try it um, on the podcast and we will, uh, we'll give that a go. How's that yeah, sound? Sounds brilliant. Yeah. Sounds brilliant. We'll have to send it to Roy Beaner as well. So you know what that's all about. Oh. We'll, we'll come up with a little package between uh, Baz and I and send it over to you and vice versa. And that'll make a great show. Um, <laughs> so instead of just picking stuff at random, it's like the, this stuff here is in like kind of is is the best of british or whatever and, and you vice versa rather than rather than us just picking what was cheapest on a website which is what we did last time <laughs> you know um richard he brought up uh what was it jammy um jammy dodges, dodges. That's, that's the one yeah <sighs> have you not tried those he he brought them and then i feel like i was supposed to and then you guys know me i was running around with like my head cut off most days mm. so I, I don't, I don't think I got around to. Right, we're sending you Jamie Dodgers. If I did, I don't even remember it. So Jamie Dodgers will be on the list, mate. It's, it's right, a British right. institution. All right, no it's problem. Right, okay. So um, Zach, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you being on here, um, and um, I hope our listeners from the states appreciate that we've given the opportunity for um, somebody from the USA to uh, to retort. And, uh, and tell us uh, things about the UK that they did not understand. Um, and look, we've said it now, we're going to do it. Um, there will be a future episode where Zach will be back. Um, he will be trying um, UK foods that we're going to send to him and vice versa. Baz and I will try um, foods that uh, the Zach is going to send over that encapsulate what is best about the USA. So we're not just going to handpick stuff. Uh, it will be... That's our chance to showcase what is best about snack foods of the UK and vice versa. So, Zach, thanks again for your time. Really appreciate you being here. Great to catch up, mate. Um, really appreciate your time. Thank oh. you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to see you guys. And be prepared when that package comes. You're probably going to put on like five, six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it, mate. Yes. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Baz, thanks again for being here and um, thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time Mike yeah do you think anyone's still listening I don't know probably not if they are where can they find us thanks for asking Baz that's a great question the best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there